This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I got them at six and three. Kellen's got them at five and four. Jacob's got them at seven and two as we work Not our way through the stretch. Not that big of a stretch. Let's calm down. We work our way through the schedule here on Steelers Standard. Little schedule extravaganza we got going on. We went through the first half of the Steelers 2021 schedule, giving them wins and losses in our previous episode. So if you missed that, get to Steelers.com. Make sure you listen to that one before you listen to this one because this is going to be the second half. And we pick up in L.A., Sunday night football, traveling to the West Coast, facing off against the L.A. Chargers. Justin Herbert. Chargers team on the rise. If that defense can stay healthy, I think they're a for sure playoff contender, and I would have them in the playoffs, in fact, if health uh, dictates it to be so, and as long as Justin Herbert doesn't have a sophomore slump. But I like this Chargers team. Honestly, on paper, they might be a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the Steelers struggle to go to the West Coast, as does every team who plays on the East Coast. I got the Steelers dropping this one to the L.A. Chargers, putting them down at 6-4 and four after winning two in a row to the Bears and the Lions the weeks prior at home. Going to L.A. and dropping one. Guys, I have them starting 0-4 on the road. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have them dropping this game, too, um, to the Chargers. Um, just because, like you said, as long as as long as long Herbert doesn't have a sophomore slump, and that's a that's a possibility, and if, he, if he's not – I'm not saying he has to be the guy he was last year and be an unbe- you know unbelievable, but as long as he's healthy and as long as he doesn't take a step back, I do think this is another matchup that favors um, you know that offense. And I know that the Steelers can sulk away games with their running attack, and that's something that I'm sure they'll they will lean on. But man, I don't know if you're going to consistently be able to slow down that offense. That offense is pretty darn good, um, but. Yeah, I have the Steelers dropping it, and and uh, I have them at five and five through week eleven. I don't know what Goliath you think you guys are looking at here, but this is no team to be that afraid of. I have the Steelers winning this. One. I'm not this afraid is... of the Chargers. They're just a good football team, and it's on the road. Yeah, it's but it's a, a it's a prime traveling time game. across the country. It's a prime time game in which Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger are very capable and, and comfortable doing with or dealing with, and I think. This is just, Tom, you said on paper you think the Chargers are a better team. I kind of disagree. I think on paper the Steelers are a better team. Really? I think top to bottom for sure, especially on defense. I mean, yeah, they Who got, do you think has the better quarterback? Right now, probably probably the Chargers. That's there's scary. no, that's there, scary, right? There's no probably about that. Justin Herbert is better than Ben well, I mean, right now, in my well, opinion. Well, I mean, right now, who is the Justin, better one Justin Herbert. Who is the better number one wide receiver? Is Keenan Allen that great? Oh yeah, yeah. He's Allen's a good, he's a good fantasy receiver. I'll give you that. Well, but you I don't put know up numbers he's... when you're in fantasy and you're a good fantasy receiver. It's the only way you get to be a good fantasy receiver. It's by putting up numbers. Defensively, yeah, defensively probably the, the Steelers. Steelers. And I think that's the difference. But here's the thing: Watt and Minka are the best tandem. But if Derwin James can stay healthy, Bosa and James is a yeah. Damn but we've been good saying tandem. we've been saying if Derwin James can stay healthy, his entire career, his whole career. He just can't seem to put it together. It's an it's sad because he's a great great player, but he's he can't defensive do player it. of the year kind of guy. Yeah, but he just for sure not. He just can't stay healthy, it and it's it's upsetting. I mean, uh, I, who did they just lose to free agency? Casey uh, Hayward. Casey Hayward's gone. I mean, he wasn't he's anything getting special. Anyway. Yeah, he was getting he was losing it a little bit, but they don't they don't even have Casey Hayward now. So I I I don't know why you guys are painting them out to be. I mean, if Justin Herbert. Kelly, I mean, you said it's not probably. It's for sure. I mean, Justin Herbert's had one rookie year. 
He won Offensive Rookie of the Year, sure, but Ben Roethlisberger's been around for 18 years. You can't just tell me because one guy had a decent rookie year. He is for sure the better quarterback than a guy who's been here for 18. I mean, on paper, I think he's a better quarterback right now. Jacob's yeah, got I, think, I think it's probably. Jacob's I'm not got him at eight and two. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's a for sure thing that Justin Herbert's the better quarterback. It's it's probably, but I'm not going to give it 100. percent No questions asked. Jacob's got him at eight and two. I got him yeah. at eight and two, but I don't know. I, I'm not as afraid of the Chargers as you guys are. I'm not. I'm. It's not afraid. I, to that you say I'm afraid of the Chargers. It's a very logical pick to say that the Steelers are going to lose. They're game. probably going to make the playoffs this year. Like it's not that I'm big not of a cowering loss. in the corner because the LA Chargers are or we're going to LA and. In November it's just I just really think that it's plausible that they could drop that game got him at six and four in my mind then they go to Cincinnati this is the game they lost last year when Ryan Finley was the quarterback for the Bengals <sighs> now it's another guy that might be in a sophomore slump but probably won't be in Joe Burrow although he might be hurt by this point of the year because they didn't take <laughs> Penny School, so they don't really have anybody to protect him but uh, maybe he'll have five touchdown passes to Jamar Chase before he finally blows his ACL out again uh, November 28th in Cincinnati after a tough loss in my mind to the Chargers the week before, you gotta pull this one out in yep. Cincinnati. I got the Steelers winning this one. I, I think that you know they'll be a little bit hungry to sweep the Bengals this year after dropping one I last think you year have when to. they shouldn't. And yeah, if your coaching staff is doing their job, they need to drill home how important it is to sweep the bottom of the division. Bengals certainly living in that bottom of the division. So <laughs> I got I got the Steelers pulling one out against the Bengals. Uh, going seven and four, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and really staying in the thick of that playoff race. I have them bouncing back and beating Cincinnati too. I mean, it's a, it's a game that you have to have if you're the Steelers, and especially even more so in my scenario. If you're five and five at that point, you really have to beat Cincinnati. You really have to you know get yourself so back. You got six and five now. Six and five. Yeah, yeah I mean, which. You know, at that point, you know, with what six more, seven more games no, to play, you're whatever in fine it is, shape. seven and four, you're six okay. five, you're in great shape. Yeah, fairy tale fine. land, eight and two, of course, you're in great shape. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's fairy tale land. I'm just saying it's it's way well, you guys have gone one direction. I've just gone the other. You're going it's, nine and two here. Well, yeah, I think. <laughs> I know that. You're not going to pick them to lose. The no, Bengals. I'm not going to choose no, you can't. this game that, to, yeah. for them to lose. I got them beating the Bengals 9-2. This is where, though, guys, this is, this the, is the gauntlet now of the, the remainder of the season. You're entering December territory. We went over this six-game stretch in two segments ago. This is where things get difficult. This is where the Steelers can either prove or disprove their believers. By the way, finally for me. First road win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I think it's the first oh, one wow. I have them winning, too. Now one and four as far as I'm concerned yeah. on the road. So they're going to struggle on the road. But there's a lot of tough road games. That's concerning if they go one and four to start you know, a ton the of tough road, road games at the beginning of yeah. the season. The only soft one is the Bengals game. Everyone else yeah. is a tough one. Stay in the AFC North as they flip the calendar to December. You know how Tomlin feels about December football. Although the Steelers haven't really followed that mantra of late in December. Seems to be more of a collapse than a come on lately. But you need to be playing your best football as that calendar flips to December. And boy, do they have a ton of teams in front of them that month that really dictate you play your best football if you want to beat them. Uh, It starts against the Ravens at home Mm -hmm. at Heinz Field. Um, I got the Steelers winning this football game. I think that the Steelers, like I said on an episode we did earlier this week, and you can check that out at Steelers.com where we looked at how the Steelers stacked up against the other three AFC North teams. 
I think the Ravens are a great matchup. For stylistically, yeah. I think stylistically, if the Steelers are healthy defensively and Roethlisberger's still kicking and the offense seems to be doing well and Najee is finding his groove, I, I think the Steelers really match up well against the Baltimore Ravens. I still think it's going to be an incredibly close game. Always is. Uh, always is between the Steelers and the Ravens. It's so rare that these games don't end not just within <laughs> one score, but within a couple of points Last of each possession, other. too. So I, I got the Steelers pulling this one out at home against the Ravens. I got them moving to 8-4 and four on the season with a big win against Baltimore one win away as far as I'm concerned from clinching another non-losing season for Mike mm. Tomlin and I actually have the Steelers beating Baltimore here yeah, too Kellen. Um, I, I agree with everything you said there and the fact too is that it's a home game um, so you you're can, seven and five five now, seven right? and five yeah I mean I just like you said I just think stylistically the Steelers I mean, maybe better than any team in football match, match up, up against the Ravens. Well, so well against the Ravens, yeah. I mean, and, and if, if there's ever a team when you have a weak secondary to go against, this is the one. Yes, this is the one, and this is the well, maybe minus Cincinnati, but this is the one in the division of the good between Cleveland and Baltimore that you can afford to kind of have a slow, a slower on the. On, I guess that's not the right word, but a, a below par secondary group. Guys, this is where we differ. I got the Steelers losing this Unbelievable. game. And, Kellen, I like to refer to you uh, when I go to this stat. What what has been the Steelers' record the past couple of years in December, like the last bad. three or four I don't know years? off the top of my head. It's, it's bad. bad. It's, it's bad. really, really bad. I don't know if a running game implementation could really help that figure uh, be reversed. I have the Steelers losing this game against Baltimore. I think Baltimore kind of wants to, to assert their dominance against the Steelers, and I think they felt that they could have won this game or at least – they could have swept the Steelers last year, whereas it was the Steelers who were swept, or the Steelers who did the sweeping last year. You know, it was that close game in Baltimore. I think it was like week six or week seven, and the Steelers kind of crept away with the win at the last second with that Minka Fitzpatrick breakup in the end zone. And then the Ravens were left with their, with not even with their B team, but with their C team, with their practice squad guys uh, after that Thanksgiving game delayed. Uh, or was delayed, rather. I think the Ravens felt cheated by the Steelers last year that they got to have these two wins. I think the, the Ravens are hungry, and again, it's they're they're really in the hunt for the AFC North crown, so I got the Ravens winning that one. And you're now at 8-3, 9-3. 9-3. 9-3. Yeah, and three. yeah. Wait, no one said on the show that any of us are good at math. 9-3. No, I'm just looking at you for being nine and three, but I'm eight and four, so I guess exactly. What are you talking about? At Minnesota on Thursday night football, Steelers love prime time. I do love the Minnesota Vikings, but I think the Steelers take care of business in this game. I think they go to Minnesota, second straight road win for them on the season. They're coming on strong on the road as we head down the stretch. Uh, I got the Steelers winning against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, of course. But again, I like how the Steelers play on prime time. It'll be a Thursday night football game. Team will be a little jazzed up, I'm sure, to get uh, 10 days off following that game as you get the weekend because you're playing on Thursday. Uh, only concern, though, you get the short week yeah. after playing the Baltimore Ravens, which is the hardest hitting game on the schedule every single year. And you got to go on the road after that short week. So Tough. those are two things working against them. Still like the Steelers to beat the Vikings, and I like the Steelers to be sitting at nine and four. Yeah, I have them beating the Vikings too. Um, I mean, we've talked about the you know the good wide receiver group that's there, and they do have a good uh, good running game in Minnesota, no question about that. Um, but the Steelers, as we've talked about a lot, are equipped to slow the run down, and, they, and that might take a little bit of a hit this year. But I, I, I think that 
they will be able to slow down that that offense. And let's be honest here, Kirk Cousins isn't that good. Um, I think they'll be able to get to Cousins. And yeah, I have Min- I have uh, the Steelers beating Minnesota um, in Minnesota. Minnesota, and I have them getting to eight and five. I have them winning this game as well. I think despite the short week, this is just another primetime game that Ben and company are much more capable of winning than Kirk Cousins and company. I don't remember what the stat was either, but Kirk Cousins, I think, just got his first primetime game win like Monday last night football. year. It was Monday night Oh, football. it was Monday night. It wasn't, he was like 0-12 yeah, on Monday night Yeah, it was horrible. Games. But, I mean, that's that's still like a good indication for how he does under the lights and in prime time games. Not good is the Not answer. Good. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I got I got Ben and company winning this one despite the short week, despite Baltimore being the the opponent the weekend before. I I, I think this is a good win for the Steelers to to kind of stack up wins in this December stretch. Then they come home after 10 days off to face the Tennessee Titans, and this is a team that I think the Steelers just kind of have the number of. I agree. I think that the Steelers are going to handle the Titans at home at Heinz Field. Uh, Went on the road last year and took out the Tennessee Titans. I I like them to beat them again this year. I got the Steelers winning their fourth straight game of the season. As far as I'm concerned, this would be the longest winning streak of the year for them. And it's coming later in the year, which is great. That's a good thing. I got them sitting right now at ten and four with three weeks left to play uh, after they handle business against the Titans at home. I have them losing to the Titans only because um, of the fact that you have Baltimore the week before and then Minnesota. Um, and I know that I have them beating both of those teams, but I think when you look at this stretch of games, I would be really happy if the Steelers went. Two and three, or, or one and, or yeah, two, two and one, excuse me, goodness gracious. Two and one against Baltimore, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Like, I would be doing jumping jacks over that. I would be pretty happy with that. This is the one game for me that I think they drop. Um, I think they got a little lucky last year when they, when they played Tennessee. I know that you said, Tom, like, it seems like the Steelers have Tennessee's number. Um, that game, I mean, the Steelers were up huge at the half, I believe, and then, the second half was all Cincinnati or was all Tennessee, and um, you know it became a lot closer than it probably should have been. Um, but I just think they they dropped this one. But again, you know three and four, or th- four and oh goodness gracious, three and one <laughs> in their last four up until that point is pretty darn good. Although this loss for me would put them at uh, eight and six. I got them winning this game too. I think the Steelers' rush defense proved how formidable it was last year when they completely stifled Derrick Henry. And the fact that now the Steelers have a running option of their own, it, it won't be just Derek. how much damage can Derrick Henry do to the Steelers' defense. It's how much damage can Najee Harris do to the yeah, Titans' defense. Yeah, I hear you. I think that provides a huge, huge advantage to the Steelers in which the fact that this, the Titans just couldn't, even if they weren't doing it punishingly, they were still keeping the Steelers' defense on the field. And with the Steelers' offense being stagnant, completely stagnant in the second half, because if we remember last year's matchup with the Titans, it was a blowout in the first half yeah, for the Steelers. But they were clinging, barely clinging to that lead. Goskowski had a field goal to tie it. You right. missed it. And you missed yeah. it, yeah. I believe that was to send it to overtime, It was, right? yeah. yeah. It was yeah. To tie the, the game didn't go, go go to overtime. It was to be sent to overtime. And, if I mean, if that, if that field goal goes in, there's no reason to believe that the Steelers are going to win, that, win game that, game that game in overtime. Yeah, no. I think they lose that game in overtime. So I think the fact that the Steelers can stay on the field, even if it's you know, even if 
Najee Harris doesn't have 100 yards or 150 yards. He just has the 25 carries, and he's just pounding and pounding and pounding, keeping the Steelers at least on the field, running that clock down. I think that provides the advantage the Steelers need to keep things even. And I, as Tom said, I think the Steelers just have the Titans' number. I think the Steelers win, win this one. The one thing I will say, too, and it gave me a little pause, and I almost picked the Steelers in this game, is the fact that the, is the, fact that the Titans' defense is – it's awful. It was awful last year. It was awful against the pass. And I know, you know, they improved and they're going to improve this upcoming year. But that's the one thing that I almost gave to the Steelers. And if the Steelers, you know, won in a shootout, it wouldn't surprise me one bit because I think Tennessee's defense kind of stinks. Yeah, that's the thing is that we saw I, I don't know why we saw a tale of two halves for the Steelers versus Titans. We know how bad the Titans defense is or at least was last year, the only thing they really could do was turn the ball over, and that's what they did. I believe Ben had three interceptions that game, one of which came at the end of the first half, just a Hail Mary to the end zone, but still not a great day for Big Ben. And other than that, even though they ran away in the first half, they somehow couldn't keep up momentum going into yeah. the second. They, I don't think they put up a single point in the second half. The next week, they have a little Christmas dinner, and then the next day, they have to head to Kansas City to Merry face Christmas. off against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, that is just a death sentence. Uh, Guys? Hopefully, they no, stick. I'm just kidding. Ho- I'm just kidding. <laughs> hopefully, just kidding. they stick a little close to them, though, and, and you know, as we all have them, they're kind of in. Jacob, I think, has them firmly in the playoffs. Yeah. Kellen and I, uh, I have them pretty firmly, too. Kellen uh, flirting yeah. with it, but probably in the playoffs as it is right now. Uh, if things break the way that you know they normally do in the NFL, but you know, hopefully you can just play them tough, show that you know you do belong with yeah. this kind of you, you belong on the field with this kind of a team, and you know if you end up seeing them again in the playoffs, maybe you can have them think a couple, uh, think twice about just how easy you might be yeah. as an opponent. But I just don't see how you go into Kansas City and beat this team unless Patrick Mahomes is hurt by this point of the season. And that and could all, happen. All bets are off at that point. But yep. if it's a healthy Chiefs team or even a remotely healthy Chiefs team or even if everybody else is hurt but number 15 isn't, I just feel like the Chiefs are too much to deal with for Pittsburgh, for not just Pittsburgh Steelers, for most, most teams, teams in the NFL. I got the Chiefs winning this one, dropping the Steelers down to 10-5 and five in my record. Yeah, I have them losing this game too, and um, this would put the Steelers in my scenario at 8-7. Mm. Um, still, wow. I mean, I, they're still fighting for a wild-card spot. I mean, I think 8-7, I think and seven, you would still flirt with the wild-card spot. And, and, you know, like we said, last year was kind of an anomaly. Is 10-6 and six going to be the, that right. last wild-card spot every year? Probably not. Um, I think it would trend more towards the the possibility of you know the Steelers getting in it. You know, I know they're sitting at eight and seven, but at that point, you're I don't know if you're still controlling your own destiny, but you still have you still have a shot. Like if you if you win the next handful of games, you still got a shot to get in. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, this is a team that you know you would hope that the Steelers could play up to their competition, but if it's Kansas City, if it's in December and it's on the road. Those are three factors that just don't add up for the Steelers. I got them losing this one, but that's no surprise to anyone. Maybe the surprise is the fact that I'm not picking them to win because you guys have been giving me a lot of crap for picking them to win in games in which you guys have them losing. But this one, we all agree on the loss. It's a it's a tough loss to have because it comes at the middle. It comes in the heat of that December stretch, and that has them, for me, sitting at 11-4. and four. Final two games of the year against AFC North opponents, the first of which is a home game on Monday Night Football, January 3rd, against the Cleveland Browns after New Year's weekend. Um, 
I got the Steelers dropping this one to the Browns. I got the Browns sweeping the Pittsburgh Steelers wow. in this season series for years and years and eons and eons. It feels like the Pittsburgh Steelers swept the Cleveland Browns every single year. It was almost a perennial thing. Uh, I think it's about time that little brother got one over on big brother. I mean, it's definitely due. And finally, the team is in place that can actually make it happen for Cleveland. So I got Cleveland beating the Steelers. That would be the Steelers' second loss in their last three weeks of the season. So little stumble as far as I'm concerned down that stretch with one game remaining. But the loss to Cleveland knocks them back to 10-6. and six. And as far as I'm concerned, if things play out the way I am, that's when things get a little tight. And yeah. the breathing room that you had a couple weeks prior after you beating Tennessee, all of a sudden might, by a snap of a finger, be gone. So yeah. I got them 10-6 and six heading into their last game of the year after getting swept by the Browns, losing at home on Monday Night Football. I have them beating the Browns here um, and getting to 8-7. and seven, And really, I think we're still at a point where nine Cleveland— or Yeah, 9-7. Nine nine and seven. Seven. What did I say? Eight, seven. Oh, nine and seven. Yeah, sorry. Um, again, not good at math. But I just think we're at, still at a point with this, with the Browns and the Steelers that they will trade wins, and it might just come down to the home games. You know, the, the home team wins the home game. The away team wins the away game. Um, I, I still think the Steelers can slow um, that offense down, and I know I, I said that it, um, the wide receivers and, and the corners are something to look out for for the Steelers. But the positive is is that the, the Browns don't play that way. They play the run. And if the Steelers can still slow the run down, which we believe they still have you know, some ability to do, I think they have a good shot to beat Cleveland at least once moving forward. Now, will that be the, the case in 2022 and beyond? I don't know. But I think this year, at least, I think they'll split with Cleveland, and, and I think they'll get to 9-7 and seven in my scenario. Guys, I have them winning this game again. I have them sweeping the Browns. I just think that in this December stretch that we keep referring to that this is a, a must win for them. And I think that they don't want to have things in terms of how my season is going. They don't want things to come down to week 18 on the road at Baltimore. I think they want to lock whatever they can up by week 17. So I actually have them winning this game uh, at home against Cleveland. And I think it's very feasible to say that they can do that. So you'd have them at, Right now, that'd be with with 16 games played. I have them at, uh, I think that's 12 and four. That's a playoff team. They're locked in. Yeah, as far as you're oh, they, they're, but as they I might said, be winning the North. At as that point I in said, time. as I said, you know, this is a team that has the capability, the chance to lock up a playoff spot week 17. If they lose this game, they don't want to risk it going to a week 18 matchup with Baltimore. So I think with the game being at home in Pittsburgh, they would rather take care of business now and actually looking ahead to the next week. So I have them losing to Baltimore on the road. I've got the Steelers losing on the road to the Ravens. I have the Steelers losing three, all three of their last three games wow. on the schedule at Chiefs versus Browns at Ravens. I had them at 10-4 and four heading into that stretch. I have yeah. them finishing at 10-7 and seven on the season. And look, guys— I'm going to pick it that way until the Steelers kind of prove that they're not going to do that anymore. Right. It's two years in a row where there's been a late season collapse like that, where you look back at the Duck Hodges year and they were eight, <laughs> eight and six it's looking amazing. real pretty. For a playoff. All you needed was one win to yep. get into that playoff. Uh, and it was against the Jets and it was against a B squad for the Ravens and they couldn't yeah. do it. And they fought eight and eight and they didn't get the job done and they missed the playoffs. And then last year, they lost five out of their last six games, including the playoff game. So it's just become a trend for the Steelers. It has. You know, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you have a couple years in a row like that. In fact, I'm going to start thinking 
about it in those terms. And I'm going to start thinking that that's the trend and that's the identity of the team. So until they prove to me that they can get back to winning down the stretch and not having a complete collapse, I'm going to have them have a little bit of a collapse here to end 2021. I have them losing out uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs game on, losing in Baltimore uh, against the Ravens. I don't think it'll be a B-squad matchup. I think the Ravens will be fighting for playoff positioning, if not the AFC North at that point. Yeah. So you'll get the full effort from Baltimore. Steelers will give them their full effort. But got the Steelers dropping that one. I brings my season total to a 10-7 and record for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that that might get you into the playoffs. Might not, though. It depends on how great the rest of the teams are. But I would predict six or seven seed is what a 10 and seven record would get you yeah i think you're in the playoffs at 10 and seven um i have the steelers losing this one uh to baltimore and again really it comes down to them being on the road in this one um and that's kind of how i feel about the the, the cleveland matchups too um i know that we said that the steelers match up stylistically well with with, with the ravens and i still believe that but you know i just think that you know, when it comes to baltimore cleveland and the steelers i think they're all going to trade wins. I still think that you're in that territory where you split against these teams. Um, and I have um, Baltimore winning uh, that game and dropping the Steelers to nine and eight. Um, so in, in my scenario, I suppose they, they would take care of business in the division, finishing four and two in the division. That's not bad. If they do that, the Steelers right. have a yeah. legitimate shot. Um, but nine and eight, I don't know, you know, if that'll get you in, it might, um, you might kind of sneak in and you might be an eight, you know, or a seven seed, I should say, you might sneak your way in kind of like the bears did last year. And I know the bears were eight and eight, at least you have a winning record. And if you have a winning record, you give yourself a, a puncher's chance to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I started this week. I, I led with this week. I had said that they lose this game, dropping them to 12 and five and, I, so now that we're here at the end of the season, when you guys see a record of twelve and five, or in Callan's case, what'd you say, nine and eight? Nine and eight. And, and in Tom's case, what is seven. it? Ten and seven. So, when you guys look at that, do you see the first number first or the second number? Because we're so used to saying ten and six, or eleven and five, or twelve and four, or eight and eight. But now with twelve and five, or nine and eight, do you look at it? When you look at nine and eight, do you think that they're a nine-win team, more so like to the nine and seven factor? Or do you look at it, Kellen, as if they were eight and eight, more so a five hundred, just dead even? And same with you, Tom. Like you had them going ten and seven. Is that more of a ten and six team or a nine and nine and seven team? Because we know those are two different teams. I think it's ten and six team because I think you win ten games. Yeah, if you win so ten I games, win, I think the win okay. is the most important. Number. Okay, the win column is always the most important number. So that's. Win, me, is, win as many games as you can. To me, when I look at my own schedule, I look at it. 12 and 5. I I do look at 12, but still the 5 just there there are 5 games in which the Steelers could not do it and we're just going to have to get used to it. I, I believe in 5 years from now if week 17 or week 18 is still around, we'll be totally comfortable saying 12 and 5 or 11 and 6 something like that. But I mean, you guys or Tom mentioned how he had the Steelers going what 10 and 3 to start or 10 and 4, 10 and, 4 and then, and then dropping. I have the Steelers starting 9 and 2. And then finishing twelve and five, so even though they started nine and two, I still had them going five hundred down the stretch in that December to January stretch. I mean, it's just because of what Kellen has alluded to so many times, and what we've seen in the past is that they can start start hot. It's just they haven't been able to finish strong, 
and I actually do have them finishing at 500 in these last three, in these last six games. And to piggyback off of that, um, into the month of December, so that would be the Cincinnati game. I had the Steelers at six and five, and then beating Baltimore to get to seven and five, and then they finish at at nine and eight in my division or into my scenario. So again, it goes to that trend. Can the Steelers prove us wrong in December? I think that's going to be the key, and even more so this year when you look at those last six games of the year starting in December. It's a bear. You know, you got to go three and three, four and two to really give yourself a chance or to put yourself over the edge and, and confirm that you have a playoff spot that you're not fighting for one. Well, Steelers Nation definitely root for Jacobs' predictions to come true because that's the one that's the best for all of us. Kellens is a fringe playoff team, and mine's probably a playoff team, but sneaking you're a play- in they're on a, the They're back a playoff cover. team at they 10 should and be. 7. They I'd should hope, be. I'd hope so, but tell that to the Miami Dolphins of last right, year. Right. I hear you. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard, though, and our schedule breakdowns. The toughest schedule in the NFL, according to strength of schedule. So Steelers definitely have their hands full from week one to week 18. Uh, It should be a lot of fun, and we'll play a game eventually in a couple of months. Still got a long way to go before we get to some actual football. But, hey, rookie OTAs, rookie main camp is right around the corner this weekend. Tomorrow. It starts there, so we'll get a little taste of some football action as the rookies will finally break themselves into the fold for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris alert, boys. First Ooh. first practice coming up yes, for that. For it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be, be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week on the Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening. We always appreciate it. Make sure you download and subscribe at Apple or Spotify. Just search Steelers Standard in the search bar and click that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks as always.